If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. I'm excited to announce that Friends Without Benefits is a featured podcast on Podcast Republic. You can listen to it on either the Podcast Republic website or the Podcast Republic Android app. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a great app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android devices. Make sure to set Friends Without Benefits as a favorite so you don't miss any new episodes from Friends Without Benefits. Again, the app is Podcast Republic, available on your Android device. All right, let's get into it. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. Today, my guest is my friend, Rennie Rivas. She's a comedian. She's been on a few episodes of General Hospital recently, and she's she's a Los Angeles native, which uh, is, I don't know if it's necessarily rare, but it's uncommon for me. Uh, so I found that very interesting. And then uh, also... Our conversation gets pretty serious at, at some points, just to let you know. Um, I kind of probably moved it in that direction uh, on purpose because, uh, I don't know, maybe I wanted to open up. You know, maybe I wanted to use this podcast to connect to somebody. I'm a user, and I use them via a podcast, which is probably the uncoolest way you can use somebody. Uh, I realize that it is my one year ish anniversary of doing stand up uh and i started doing friends without benefits again after taking some time off almost a year off uh, around the same time i started doing stand up maybe not exactly i think maybe i started the show again a little bit before uh so whoever's been listening and paying attention uh you've been along for that ride so thank you it has been a year i have some shows coming up I actually have my first show outside, I believe it's my first show outside of Los Angeles, will be in Berlin, Germany in October, unless I happen to do a show magically, if somebody cares or like, we need you, why they wouldn't, why would they, Uh, but I do uh, have a show booked in Berlin, Germany in October, and I'll have more information on that. Also, if you haven't checked out the Ghost Town podcast, the podcast I do, with my friend Rebecca Lieb, uh, go check that out. Ghost Town. It's on, you know, Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. So go check that out. Uh, it's doing really well. People seem to like it. It's formed a really nice community of people that are just, you know, a bunch of weirdos that are weirdly into stuff that's haunted, mysterious, abandoned. Uh, and we also have a Patreon to kind of expand that podcast to kind of travel to some of these places and do some live shows, and that would be uh, patreon.com slash ghosttownpod. All right, is that enough exciting business for you? All right, great. Let's get into my conversation with Rennie Rivas. Just do 
the whole podcast in burp? Um, it'll end up that way. It sounds anyway. like we speak burp. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know what I was trying to think about? Like, when did I... I feel like I first met you uh, in the improv world, right? Does that sound right? Oh, Or is yeah. that just my go-to? Is that, I just tell everybody that. No, we were in the seedy underbelly of the Del Close Theater, <laughs> the theater at yeah. I.O. West. Yeah. Or, sorry. Uh, lowercase I, uppercase O. Oh, yeah. I O. That's the branding. Because the Olympics sued them, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Was that was that a huge <laughs> issue? People were like, yeah, the, the Olympics is every single night uh, in Hollywood. Like, it's not every four years. What's going on? Or <laughs> the, the whole pe- world has got it wrong. Or did people go to, like, Seoul to the Olympics and expect to see, um, like, a Harold team? <laughs> Give us a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Be amazing yeah. and flip through hoops. Uh, <laughs> something easier, please. You know the Olympics is more than that, though, right? Nah. Nah. That's all it is to you? Is flips? Uh, I think it's all painkillers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you just go right stretching. to stretching. You said you go right to the dark side of the Olympics. How else? <laughs> We're watching people suffer. I hope they're at least rolling yeah. on painkillers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we did. We were like did improv together. We did improv together. I don't remember exactly how we crossed paths, but yeah. I was I was trying to get on any little team I could. And <laughs> you took whatever you, you can get. You were you were on the big teams that could, oh, and yeah. I was trying to get into the little teams that could. Yeah, but I was at the lower end of the big teams <laughs> that could. So I was yeah, that's where I was at. So we were all we were just all at a place where we were trying to get to a different place. Yes. Yeah. And look at Chugging us now. Along. And look at us now. So where? Okay, so. I don't know anything about you. I want to guess where you're from. Oh, no. Will I guess this it? This is dangerous. I want to guess. But I've never done this. I usually just ask people, but I want to guess. Yikes. I'm going to say... Oh, what's he going to say? Is it Midwest? Oh, I like that. Is it Midwest? Um, no. Okay. Should is it... Ju- no, are no. we going to play? Yeah. Okay. Is, it, is it New England? I love that, but no. Is it like... Uh, I don't um, sell Werther's original candies. Is it the Pacific Northwest? No. Is it Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're you're from here. I'm I'm from here, but I grew up with two parents that have very distinct accents from different countries. Yeah, because you have sort of have something's a... going on. I yeah. Know. I, I try to work against it, but you know that the thorough line in my in my articulation and my dialect yeah. is Lazy Valley Girl. Yeah. So. Even if I sound articulate or I'm about to advertise something on yeah. the news, I still have this very lazy Californian yeah. voice, and I've always had that. I think at your like most like chill, I would say like you're a, a valley uh, valley girl robot that's powering down. Oh in a yeah, powering that's down. Totally right. Does that sound right? Oh yeah, that's my... a compliment by the way. It's not because I mentioned robots, so that's like not <laughs> bad. My my baseline is 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 valley girl. But trying to get an A in, in English class. Okay. <laughs> so you were born in Los Angeles. I was. I grew up in Van Nuys. Oh, and wow. And I unexpectedly moved back to Van Nuys last year. So, so <laughs> lateral moves, basically? Lateral moves, man. I uh, am getting used to living somewhere that's not cool, and I'm, I'm into it now. Uh, so you were, or your parents, where are they from? Uh, my father's from Mexico. My okay. mother was from Belgium. Okay, Belgium, and yeah. Uh, I didn't want to move 10 minutes away from him, yeah. but here we are. I try to avoid places he'll be because I do not want to run into my dad at CVS at okay. 10 p.m. Okay. So you're, you guys aren't close? 
Um, <laughs> I I see him, but it's it's difficult. Right. Okay. Yeah, I it's, listen. It's you know. not easy. It, it's just a not a not a relationship in which I want to be walking distance. Away okay. From okay. Him okay. I, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people are like that with their with their with their family. And their yeah. Parents, you know? uh, does he? Uh, it, like is you know he's from Mexico. Does is is his? Your mother's from Belgium. Uh, I'm gonna say Brussels just because I don't know the place I know. Is she from Brussels? <laughs> I'll just say Brussels. That, that's a city in her country. Okay, great. Close there enough. There you go. <laughs> close enough. Um, I do a podcast, so it's close enough. Uh, that's all I need to know. <laughs> with our with our Belgium knowledge, all they... we know is that they they have waffles and they uh, played in the World Cup. I don't expect anybody to know more about Belgium, so uh, that's fine. Have you? Uh, how did they meet each other? <laughs> They met in what sounds like a porno. They, my my mother was the front desk lady at a hotel, and he was the bell captain. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's how you were made. My conception was probably in that hotel. Yeah. Where do they meet? In, in uh, Los Angeles. Working in that hotel in Studio City. In Studio City. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Did they were they here? <laughs> where did they come to Los Angeles for like uh, entertainment reasons or like? Like Hollywood dreams, or they were just like it's a city. They were both escaping the the brutal oppression of their families. Okay, and they just found. Okay. <laughs> and they said, "I'm done with this. Yeah. I am going to leave the country." And they they were like, "Let's make a family of our own to oppress." Uh, <laughs> kind of, or All just a, like a family that's very different from what I'm escaping. I think that was both their mo. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have one brother with the same mother, and my father has scattered children. About the land. Oh, okay. And I know ab- about a few of them. Is he hot? Blah. <laughs> Look, I love I love hot dads, but I, I don't want to describe my. <laughs> what brother. I think he's hot. He was a charming, attractive guy. Yeah, I, I'm just very putting that together. charming. Yeah. And... Good looking, short Latino guy. Yeah. He had no trouble getting the ladies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but let's talk about any other dad being hot. If all right. you want to go there. <laughs> uh, let's go to mine. Forget it. You're oh, sure. Mind. Tell me all about your dad. What size jeans does he wear? Oh, God. He, he, a pretty, he has a pretty narrow hip, so he's a pretty slim waist. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> he's got a thigh gap and everything. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, you you grew up in the, like... The v- valley. The valley. Uh, <laughs> was it... What I watched on TV growing up in New York, what I thought, like the Beverly Hills 90210 or like the movie, any like 80s movies that involved like a California mall, which I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with mall culture. Mm-hmm. So uh, was that, is that kind of accurate? So take all of your memories and make 60% of the people within those memories Latino. Okay. So they're not all, not all white. God, no. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who had some other friends come out of town from somewhere. Oh, New Jersey, actually. They came mm-hmm. from New Jersey. And without any irony, just commented on, wow, there are so many Mexicans here. Well, I mean, <laughs> coming from New Jersey and New York, it was primarily, it was either like, uh, you know, black, white, or Puerto Rican. Right. I would say is like the general. Like yeah, yeah. generally that's where. So even when I came out to California or first I guess first San Diego, um I mean, there's a lot of white people in San Diego, but there's <laughs> it's close to, you know, there's uh it's close to the border. Um yeah, there's just a lot of uh Latinos and, and Mexican uh people. So that was kind of new for But not really I ne- you know I never saw that as new. I never got that. I was like this is really shocking. I I think I went back and I was like I assumed I always saw 
uh, Latino people my whole <laughs> life, but I really didn't kind of looking back. It was, you photoshopped them into your mind. Yeah, it was just like... <laughs> just like cut and paste a, a darker person. Like in New York, in the city, it's like a lot of Puerto, Puerto Rican Day parades. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, you know, that was like a, a... Maybe that's what I'm associating it with. Okay, so what were... Like, what was it like growing up... Uh, my wife, actually, she's not from uh, originally from, but she grew up uh, in uh, the Valley as well, like the Northridge area, like up there. Oh, man. So she kind of grew up in that thing, too. So I always have a million questions. Hope she for had her. a pool. Um, I don't know. I don't know if she had a pool or not. Um, but Northridge, Northridge is prime hellscape. Yeah. Sunny. It's hot, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sunny, brutal summers. Yeah, my mother-in-law lives up in that area as well. Yeah, it is really hot. But there's central air all over the place. You know Good. what I mean? You know. So Good. what was it like? What were you like growing up in the Valley? How did you fit in? <laughs> I had immigrant parents. I didn't fit in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, everything culturally acceptable was different for me. Where now maybe it's a little bit like the diversity is probably a li- like is oh, yeah. to your, I'd say advantage, but like in, I don't know what way is an advantage. When back then maybe it was a little more like yeah. less of an advantage. Well, everybody has everything now. Yeah. We have access to everything. Yeah. Information-wise, product-wise, you can buy anything on Amazon, any of your weird relatives' products from Italy or what have you. You can get it easily. You can watch any weird shows <laughs> that you want. Um, Listen to any weird podcasts that you any want. Any weird podcasts. Like, when I was a kid and I was listening to Belgian podcasts, yeah. tell me I was unrelatable because yeah. it, that's the truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's... It's just oversaturation now of different kinds of families and beliefs and backgrounds. So what were you, what were you like in like school or even high school? Like what was that would like like for you? I think I knew exactly who I was around 10. Yeah. And then okay. backed up a bit and yeah. got scared of myself. So at 10 you were like I know what I'm about. I know what I'm about. I am a weird little <laughs> I am a weird little genderless child yeah. <laughs> who just wants to make people laugh. And dress up sometimes. So um, you're always kind of like, uh, you know, I and I'm just going kind of back. I'm I'm old, so I'm gonna kind of like like were you like I kind of like uh, alternative? Was that kind of would you classify yourself as that like offbeat or? Sure, I was very offbeat. I had really big, colorful Buddy Holly glasses yeah. when I was nine or ten, and this was so so before that was cool. Yeah, so beyond the uh, hip female podcaster with. Big tortoiseshell glasses yeah, with no and short in hair yeah. with no frames in them. Yeah. No, I had really thick, um, <clears throat> excuse me, medically necessary <laughs> glasses with thick lenses. Did you wear them they reluctantly? They were bifocals, or did by you the way. did you embrace them, or did you wear them reluctantly? Uh, no, I I loved them, and uh, I looked so so unusual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who were you, like, who did you, who were you into, like, who were your, like, idols, or who were you into back then? I just want to get a sense of... I, when I discovered Comedy Central, I, this is silly, because I'm, I'm not trying to bring this around, like, and that inspired me, but you're asking me who I looked up to, yeah. I, I remember first seeing, um, Janine Garofalo on, uh, on Comedy Central, yeah. and it was, it was a very weird, uh, Oh my God! Is this what I'm? Is this what I want to be like? Is is this my goal? She, to I mean, be that's very what, comfortable. Yeah. And talk about periods. Yeah. <laughs> like wow, maybe I'll do that. It just very very relatable moment for me seeing her uh, in jean shorts 
with a mic at a beautiful theater, like wow. Instead of being like a more traditional, like you know, traditional kind of whatever you thought that might, be, whatever traditional yes. Hollywood was kind of telling you at the time. Right, and em- embracing my humor because uh, around twelve thirteen, um, I really had a drop in in personality, and I was depressed, and I actually stopped trying to be funny. I stopped thinking of myself as someone who tried to be funny. I just completely stopped. I didn't associate myself with being a funny person. Did is there anything that you were did you have any other hobbies that you gravitated to instead of that? I'm trying desperately to be goth. Okay. So any anything that goes with that. Yeah. Drawing, bad poetry. Sure. Uh getting into makeup, pu- putting it on poorly. Yeah. Uh a lot of dark dark clothing. You know, a lot of, I think a percentage of my depression just came from not having cool clothes. Yeah. Like wearing rain boots because I didn't have boots. Right. <laughs> but they're black. <laughs> they're black boots. So you're, you're. They're puffy. You, your identity was kind of circumstantial. <laughs> I guess that maybe if everything you had was like diamonds and stuff like that, you'd be like, I'm just somebody who wears diamonds all the time, right? <laughs> if you had to. Uh <laughs> Not a lot of diamonds. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I I feel like my both of my parents grew up poor, so they yeah. didn't spoil us, even though they were yeah. doing okay. Yeah. What was yeah. what was their business? Um, my mother was an HR director, and my my father is, uh, he's a. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, the proper way to say this. He's a heat a heating and air conditioning, uh, main the main guy. Yeah. For LAUSD. So oh, another porno for, job. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Another, sorry, I brought it. I keep bringing it back it's to your okay. dad. I don't know why it's going on. I don't know what's going on. It all goes back to my dad. Any conversation we have, yeah, we'll like the to... underlying thread is probably something to do with my father. Okay. It's okay. Oh, I've well, accepted this, yeah. Jason. All right. Well, well let's, did, were you in high school? Were you like, I got to get out of here? Um, I went to Christian school. So, uh, yes, there were a lot of moments yeah. where I was pulling my hair out thinking I have to get out of here. Because I was just called out as being a lukewarm Christian in my class and uh, <laughs> like taken to the principal's office for trying to dye my hair. Did you feel lukewarm, like lukewarm Christian? or were you... I felt ice cold Christian. Yeah, okay. so <laughs> I, I felt uh, there, is, there is no heat in the room Christian. Okay, like, why okay. are we even? <laughs> was that, does that come from, you know, I don't know if it came from like your dad because I know, you know, Latinos usually. I mean, I'm just... Are religious? Oh, sure. Yeah, especially Christianity or... Oh, yeah. Catholicism Catholicism is really their jam. Yeah. it's like Mexican Catholics. Oh, yeah. It's like Irish Catholics, Mexican Catholics, very... (laughs) My mother's, or I don't know, Irish Catholic, I guess. Uh, Or whatever. Um, So it's like this kind of, like, not intense, but a very kind of, like... Um, you know, TV or movie Catholic kind of. Oh. That's what I say. Well, you know, the, the ones like that on represent, holidays, <laughs> kind of the ones you represent that are represented in movies. You know, that very kind of like, you know what I mean, uh, middle class like Irish Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what uh, did you when you were in high school? You're like, I want did like comedy come back around yet for you? It really did. Um, somewhere when I when I just started embracing myself and. Went to public school. I went to public school for tenth grade. Okay, and it was like oh. like tenth, eleventh, <laughs> twelfth. It was a big 12th? opening. Yeah. Um, what school do you mind if I? I, I don't. Oh, know. Oh sure, the, John Burroughs High School in Burbank. Okay. So my my parents split up, and I moved to Burbank with my mom. Okay. And I was still really gothed out. I looked really cool, but I was a very confusing person because I was optimistic and funny, but I was hardcore. Yeah. All right. 
So was your was your look <laughs> hardcore? Was your look and what you were putting out there different in a way, or like because uh, you looked really goth, but you said you were optimistic? Like with yes, the... I was a good time. Yeah, I was fun to be around, right. and my friends were the nerdy comedy nerds, nerdy comedy nerds, <laughs> comedy comedy animation nerds. That's oh, okay. that's my tribe. Like, and I found them, but I didn't look like them. Like Ren and Stimp. I don't know what oh, type yeah. you're. Yeah, like Ren and Stimp. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my tribe, and I I had a friend. Who told me I don't get you, Renny? You're you're goth, but you're fun to be around. Yeah. <laughs> I said I'm secretly a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a secret weapon. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so what, did you have plans for like what was your like college plans that you made when you were there? Like, did you go to college? I guess let's start. With I that. kind of went because that was the expectation. Sure. And I I got health insurance. Truly, health insurance was the the inspiration behind my college years because i did not care <laughs> where'd you go i just went i just took some community college classes on and off just took what i same felt, here just, same just same what thing. i felt like taking yeah i took a few hard classes yeah and i thought that's it that's my college education i am not doing a 40 page uh like, report ever yeah. ever again yeah. so what then what were you like after i guess college or during college or whatever, what was your next moves? Like, what did you do? I never had a focused goal, and I I don't blame my parents for this, but I, I never had an expectation to pursue education mm. and become something. <laughs> but you, I feel like you could tell, and it's not just because of, like, your look, like, it's not just because of, like, your look, but I feel like if you told me, you're like, yeah, I went to, like, Brown or whatever. <laughs> I, like, I dropped it, and I'd be like, okay. Like, I wouldn't be like, yeah, right, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, where, where, when I tell people I can read, they're like, yeah, right. And I'm like, I promise I can read. Don't make me prove it, but I can do it. Oh, I believe in you, Jason. Well, it's too late for I me now. I believe you can read. Mm, it's too late now. Well, I, I am in, I am definitely an imposter, an imposter in, when it comes to uh, education. Yeah. Because I, I hardly got any. I was an autodidact, if anything. I would read what I wanted to read, and you use the word autodidact. So I mean, like, that's a trick. See, yeah. that's part of my scheme here. Yeah. Make you think I actually went to college. So you're optimistic, goth, smart, not smart, not like, smart. You're just, you're just like <laughs> you just like throwing curveballs. Not book smart. So what did you did you work? What did you do? Uh, I, you I worked your time? very little. I lived with my mom. I skated. I skated oh, along. Skate? I had a. Oh, did you? Were you? Did you skate? <laughs> No, my legs don't work. Oh, well, I, I honestly, I pictured you like skating, like skating longboard or something like Pepper, that. Yeah, just skating around like Pepper Ann. I feel like you have a thing that where if you said anything, I, I think people are like, okay, I believe it. Because it's so mysterious. This is why I'm asking these questions. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you're just like very mysterious. And I'm like, but I feel like anything you'd say, I'd be like, okay, I believe that. Which is yeah. good, I guess. <laughs> be a spy? I don't know. What I, could, I could absolutely be a spy. But oh. I can't. It would cut into the comedy. <laughs> yeah, I would laugh. I can't do what Sasha Baron Cohen does. <laughs> yeah. Without screeching yeah. or or slapping somebody or or cracking up. So was he was you lived in you know you lived in Los Angeles so you were right in the middle of it. Um, did you have any? Were you like oh I want to be in, I want to be on TV shows or movies or do the actor thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I always wanted to be a performer. Yeah. Since I was a kid and never never told anybody. <laughs> yeah. Kept it all inside? Yeah, kept it all inside. Awesome. Just bottle that up. <laughs> bottle that Push up. Push it <laughs> down. Very healthy. Oh, yeah. I um, auditioned for my first high school play as the goth quiet girl, and it was very much a movie moment. Yeah, I'm auditioning. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
This is going to be, I'm going to audition for Guys and Dolls. Okay, uh, anytime you're ready, Rennie. <clears throat> I love you, yeah. a bushel and a peck. Who are you? Yeah. Who is this person? <laughs> so you're very, you're very disarming or arming. I don't know which one it would be. I think you nailed it. I'm just a really good liar. I want to take a tiny sponsor break and talk about hymns, gentlemen. If you can hear my voice, listen. Are you worried about hair loss? Some of you are. And some of you should be. Because 66% of men lose their hair by age 35 you know, or younger. Trust me. And the problem with that is it's, it's when you notice it, it's, it's too late. It's not, uh, it's not a thing where you're like, oh, let me just go back in time. No, you need to, you need to fix that now because it's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. You know, it's, it's, uh, what's going to happen a year from now? You know, you think everything's great, oh, it'll be fine, and then a year from now you're like, oh, I wish I did something about it. Or do you want your hairline to, to recede and then what? And then just freak out. Don't do that. Why? Why go to like some weird solutions like on a message board or like a gas station that sells weird pills? Don't do that. I have the solution for you. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Okay, they connect you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss, well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Keep it. The hair you have right now, hold on to that. Do it. Okay? There's prescription solutions backed by science. There's no waiting rooms, no awkward doctor's visits, and you can save hours by going to forhims.com. It is so easy. That's the best p- like I want everything kind I don't want to have to leave, you know. I got to find parking. I got to go have a conversation. I don't want to have any of that. I just want it all delivered to me. And forhims.com makes it easy. Answer a few quick questions and the doctor will review and can prescribe you what you need. And the products are shipped directly to your door. Hims has everything. If you're a guy, you're going to want to check it out. They got the bases covered. Okay. And you can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash friends. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash friends. Forhims.com slash friends. All right, let's get back into my conversation with Rennie Rivas. That's a friends with benefits without, original. It's without benefits. Oh, pfft. Sorry, there's no benefits here, Rennie. That's where my mind Yeah, yeah, there's no benefit. There's nothing's gonna happen after this. I just want better health (laughs) care. Okay, give me those kind of benefits. I guess we have to get married for that. Yeah, let me get get you a little Roth IRA or something. A little bit. Yeah, Yeah, a little tiny Roth IRA. Give me a little one. (laughs) Give me a little tiny one. Uh, (laughs) So, did you do? Do you do any of those things like acting classes or all those people? When people come out here, they you know make Mm -hmm. all those moves. You do all that stuff. Yeah, and I. When I was 18, I, I didn't do a lot of research, but I kept thinking, well, people tell me that I should try the groundlings. And it was too soon. If I could go back in time, I would have done this backwards. I tried to get into the groundlings without having any imp- I mean, I started improv classes at the groundlings without ever having done improv. Yeah. Bad move, everyone. 
Please try to do some improv before spending all your money on these pricey classes yeah. with these excellent improvisers. Right. That when the, I mean, I've never. I'm not. I'm only familiar kind of ancillarily, but I know mm-hmm. people go to the. It, it's like you know whether you're doing the sketch writing program or whatever. The whatever it is, it's like very intensive. It's very intense. You have to have a backbone. You have to yeah. have a backbone in improv and have that confidence. I was 18 yeah. and started classes there. And I I, did, I took two classes and couldn't pass. And I thought, wah, I'm good. Why can't <laughs> I pass the level of the groundlings <laughs> yeah. with these people who are so much more experienced that than That go me. on to, you know, be movie stars, essentially. In some exactly. Way. Yeah. So what did you do? Like, what did you do after that? After oh, that? I went through UCB. Okay. I went through the whole program. Did you find that was more fitting? Or did you find it was a little easier to kind of... Well, I started... From level one, yeah. which was an approach for people who haven't really done a lot of improv. Sure. And that's how I feel I, I should have proceeded with my comedy improv training. Yeah. Start somewhere where we're all kind of on the same level. Yeah. So I went through that whole program. I, I also took classes at I.O. Did you do them at the same time? Um, Near the end. Yeah. yeah. Like near the end when I... Oh, you know what? No. I, I went through it the advanced level of uh, UCB, and then that's when I started fishing over at I.O. Yeah. And I've taken other classes yeah. here and there. Yeah. When did, uh, because, like, like I have a lot of people on here that are stand-up comedians, and I selfishly am uh, asking a lot of stand-up comedians their kind of story and advice, because I'm a new stand-up comedian. We are in the same no, but you, new but you, bowl, not, new but cereal bowl. You, I consider, but... I look at your stuff, I was like, well, you've been doing it for longer, and I know you came from the improv world, so mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there's, you know, I mean, there's value to asking anyone anything, so, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm coming up with my one-year anniversary. All right. Yeah. I'm around that same, around oh. that same thing. I mean, when I was 18, 19, 20, I started doing stand-up, yeah. and I stopped. I was just... What was it like then? I mean, I don't know how, like, you know what I mean? Even more man-heavy than it is now. Yeah. Um I could handle what I went through when I was 18, 19, 20 doing stand-up, and I I couldn't endure it. Yeah. At that age, I couldn't endure talking to a comic backstage, tell him a joke I'm going to do, watch him go up there and do my joke, oh, yeah. or be, be introduced as a female comedian, or she's really cute, or something about my, yeah. my image. I, I can handle that now. Yeah. But I, I truly couldn't, at 19, go up on a stage and improvise and call out somebody, right. stand up for myself. Well, you could just want to go up there and do your thing. and Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to do the thing I thought of today. Yeah. But now I will go, hey, listen up. That was terrible. <laughs> so did you... <laughs> that you, wasn't cool. So you did stand up for a bit and then stopped. Yes, I did. I, I stopped. And uh, um, in retrospect, I don't think I was very good, but... Uh, maybe but you were people you, like Dave Chappelle who yeah. were who were good at that age but yeah. I will give myself some slack I don't think a lot of us were top level killer killer hilarious comedians at 19 well I think you know the <laughs> thing is now is people see things so you know what I mean they see people they've never seen before they're like oh I've never heard of you before you seem successful so everything to them is very like immediate like I'm gonna get an immediate result an immediate response because you know maybe the internet kind of does that mm-hmm. um, but when re- reality is you're not seeing the you know it's like uh when when people are like oh it's like this overnight sensation but they didn't talk about like the ten years of theater they did mm-hmm. and like the other ten years of training they did you know and you're yeah. just hearing them now but you you're not hearing about the you know ten twenty years before right. the overnight success right 
And I sometimes I, I mean, listen, I'm, uh, old, you know, starting this kind of uh, older. I don't have 15 years to become okay, you know, honestly. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm also my expectations are very, very low, which is great. That's the best. You know, like <laughs> keep uh, them. As, how low can you go? Make yeah. that limbo bar so low, and that is the only way we can find one modicum of, of a. Uh, Comfort. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like, I think my Netflix, uh, Netflix special will be like at the bottom of the comedy stuff. <laughs> it'll be in the next two months, but it'll be at the bottom of the. You know, I'm, I'm very self-deprecating <laughs> when it comes to that. I want to be right under the the preschool cartoons on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, like and the Renny Rivas half hour comedy special after Paw Patrol or so whatever. <laughs> did you have because we're gonna get to because I know you've uh, you know um, are more in in the acting. Hollywood Trying world to, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think you are. But before we get to that, was there? Did you have any success or any uh, experience with like traditional like acting class and auditioning and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, I will tell you. I should. I should backtrack that I didn't have. <laughs> The last ten years were not spent with me hitting the hitting the ground running and yeah. trying to get my career on track. That's been the last three years. Okay. I had an office job for almost seven years. Doing what? Uh, I was the secretary and then basically the office manager after a while. Then I, yeah, I was basically the office manager. So and what made I would, you? I would what, leave to go yeah. to an audition yeah. and come back. Yeah. Like, were they cool with it though? Yes. So um, that's good. But. <laughs> Oh, it was it was just a not a good not a good relationship in yeah. which I was not gonna move ahead because I had this great deal where I could leave and come back. But then I worked really hard when I came back, and my audition suffered. Of course, there's only a certain amount of energy to put oh out. Oh my there. gosh, yeah. you know, uh, I got a tip when I was much younger that I didn't really embrace and understand until I experienced it, which is. You can't be a creative force. You can't be a hurricane of, of confidence and creativity if you have a hard job. If yeah. you have an office job in which you are putting that energy into, you're not going to be a killer actor or comedian. Yeah. And I thought, this is too hard to hear. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't want to hear this. I'm going to I'm gonna hustle and do both because right. I need money. Yeah. I need security. And my boss is cool. I can leave and go to an audition. Yeah. But I didn't get... Any of those. So what made you what made you finally leave that job? Uh honestly, yeah. get get real like Mark Marin here and get bring it down. Less less Make listeners, less listeners, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> less listeners. Yeah. Uh my mother died in twenty sixteen okay, unexpectedly. Sorry. sorry. Thank you. And I stopped caring about any expectations of myself. Like okay. I don't care about money. I don't care about anything but doing what I want and finding some joy. Yeah. So you so kind of set was... yourself kind of like kind of there's a, a lot of freedoms as somebody who's very very anxious mm -hmm. and who sometimes dwells on things that have never happened. Tons Jason, of issues. Call me. Tons of issues. <laughs> uh, call me when you're feeling bad. Listen. You I'll, tell me about I'll it. I'll call you. We'll just leave the phone on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just let it run. <laughs> I'll leave it on speaker and I'll just talk while I'm painting my nails. Uh, um, is is are you finding that uh, freeing, or is is or like because it really is like what's the worst that can happen is what, like, really what? You know yes. what I mean? Um, uh, is it freeing or is it, is it adding any stress or is it relieving some stress or are you just trading one stress for the other? Um, I think a lot of people can relate to just having a different understanding of what a bad day is. Yeah. Like, what is truly bad? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. If you try, the worst that can happen is you fail. Yeah. Um, 
You sound like what the therapist I have. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is, it really is. It's like, what's the, what, like, what are we, um, yeah, what, what are, what's what, keeping us back? Yeah. Probably uh, some BS. Yeah. But I, I still have to routinely work on this and tell myself to keep trying. I need the inspirational cup in my shower that says, you're fantastic. I need that cup. What are you doing with the cup? In the, are you drinking in the shower? I, I don't. <laughs> oh, we're going to learn a lot about my cleaning techniques. Um, are we? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have a, I don't have a, I have a shower with just the shower head. I don't have a bathtub. Okay. Oh, so it's like a, fl- oh, well, yeah, but I mean, how often are you taking, you take a lot of baths? No, but I like to have the option of, of having a large amount of water on oh. myself during the process of Got bathing. It. Yeah. So oh, you, you, the cup is extra. I fill it up and it's like an extra treat. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, like, an, it's a splashdown it's kinda, that, I, I, that I enjoy. Can I get a shower with the side of shower? Like, yeah, uh, like give a, me a big gulp yeah, <laughs> on the side. Side, on the side. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, you can't. <laughs> but but it, it's, if, from, if I'm guessing correctly, it's kind of worked out for you in some, you know what I mean? Like, because you've, you're just on a TV show. Yes. In in terms of baseline happiness, I am I am happier than where I was. What do you do for money? Working for oh, I do so much babysitting. Okay. And it I I became I feel like a mob boss. This is not gonna turn into a porno too, is it? I mean, I'm just, everything <laughs> is going to porno. So. Oh, I don't get paid for those services. Oh, you're just giving so it away. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> are, are they are you char- are they charging you? <laughs> Consensual porn. Okay. Nobody films it. Yeah. It's weird. Why it's, do it's, we do this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, babysitting. Yeah. Um, has become incredibly uh, advantageous for yeah. me because of referrals, because of great families that I work with that continue to need me, and they all they all understand and respect that I will bail for an audition, and that's unheard of. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to jump in completely and tell people I'm a nanny because uh love your baby yeah but I need to go audition for Marvel tomorrow yeah. so baby's gonna yeah baby's gonna hang out this isn't DC okay it's Marvel Gosh, so guys <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry le- I'm gonna leave your baby for DC you understand love the baby yeah, for Marvel rather plug in the diaper and the bottle yeah pop it on pop it on I have to go I have to leave now uh, you were uh, you were on um, a soap opera. Yes, I was on two episodes of General Hospital. Now, as a character that I I hope they'll need again. Yeah, uh, it was was that expected? It uh, getting that? N- not even getting that, but like I was like, oh, he's like, I'll be on a I'll be on a soap opera. <laughs> it was the last thing I would ever think I would exactly, tell somebody. Yeah, yeah, the guy. Wow, am I wrong for this? Well, there. That office, um, I can tell you objectively that they they really like me. Yeah. They they like to bring me in. I'm I'm wrong for everything. Right. Okay. That part was literally a an offer. Okay. Because the casting director likes me, and I had auditioned for something that was wrong for me, but I did a really good job. And that's what I do. Like I'll I'll walk in and go, I wouldn't buy myself as an ER doctor for a second. Yeah. But please sit down. I have to tell you something difficult. But blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah. I hope you don't say blah <laughs> like, blah blah afterwards. They'd be like, What? Tell what? me. <laughs> tell me. Uh, <laughs> breaking chairs over here. But that is tell good, me what's wrong. I, I have gone, you know, to a lot of, and I've gone back to the same people and I feel like yeah. it's a failure, but when the same people are calling you back a lot. 
it's, you know, they're probably like, oh, we like this person. Eventually, you know, something will. Yeah, it's at the point where I want to just hang out. Like, I thank you so much. I'm so wrong for everything. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But, yeah. But let's let's chill. Let's hang out because clearly you are not sick of my voice and my face. Yeah. So there's, Can there's, we have tea? There's an upside to mm-hmm. uh, get rejection in, in that situation, right? <laughs> oh, and, my skin is so thick. Yeah. It can bounce quarters off it. So what, what else? So your stand-up, when, when did that kind of uh, solidify, I guess? Um, last year, I, I forced myself to just come up with five jokes and audition at Flappers. Yeah. Yeah. Flappers Burbank. Yeah. Shout out. They've yeah. been so nice to me. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was like jumping into a cold pool. Like, I, I don't want to do this. I, I, oh, it's so hard. It's so scary. I hate open mics. Everything about it was cold water. And I don't jump in. Is it still cold water for you now? No, it's a lot more comfortable. Yeah. It's a lot more comfortable. <laughs> but there's sometimes there's bees. Yeah. Sometimes bees fly in the pool. Sure. Sometimes somebody Ooh. peed or pooped in the pool. Oh, man. And you see it floating towards you. <laughs> yeah. That's, and then that's you, the worst. And then it gets in your mouth. And then it's like, why did, why did that happen? <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> what would, how would you describe your, your comedy if you had to give it like a quick description? Elevator pitch, I would say... It's hyperbolic, but based in truth. Okay. It's it's sarcastic, but with a with a baseline of of truth. I don't yeah. completely make up jokes. Right. I need to have it grounded somewhere in reality. Sure. And I have to, you know, like my cup in the shower that says you're fantastic. Yeah. I have to constantly tell myself that my ideas could possibly be funny, and that's that's what I've been trying to do. And I think that's what stand-ups do, is they see everything as a potential joke. Yeah. And I think women in particular, we spend a lot of time having a funny idea and pushing it away. Like, that's dumb. That's stupid. No one's going to think that's funny. I'm not going to explore this idea. Yeah, you <laughs> shut it down too soon. You shut it down real fast. Mm, nobody needs to hear about yeah. Rihanna's le- lingerie line I don't know. thoughts. But there's an, <laughs> also there's an audience for everybody. Right. So at the same time. Which I got I to remind. Mine is, I would say mm-hmm. it's PG or PG-13 nihilism is my. Oh, nice. I, I would say that's what, what, that what I'm working on. Well, Your branding what, is yeah, good. I'm, well, I'm very terrible at most things, including reading. But um, <laughs> my ability to market and understand marketing yeah. is, uh, I think, is pretty decent. My understanding is pretty you decent. You have a Nietzsche niche. Oh, yeah? That's is that, your like, thing. Uh, is that, Nietzsche niche. Like, like an existential yes uh, you're nihilistic yeah but you know how to brand it yeah you know how to get in there and let people know what the jason horton experience is all about it's yeah it's i love it it's just uh, you know you're good yeah it's fine you're so good we're fine (laughs) what uh what's next for you what's next um trying to put together a a pro animation demo because uh the art or the voices voiceover a voiceover demo because i I want to go big or go home. Yeah. I could potentially be auditioning for for things that I'm capable of doing if I really just hit the ground and and uh, get that pro demo together because I have worked in professional uh, studio sessions. I I have the experience. I have no reason not to pursue yeah. professional VO for animation, and I've worked with pros, so I'm I'm kind of in this pool. It's it's another yeah. swimming pool. Yeah, and you work with like, an amateur. You work with an amateur right now, so you you can work in all. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no limits for you. Aw. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, if somebody wants to lift me up, <laughs> yeah, then, I need that. Yeah, I need that. I feel like, oh, yeah, I, I told a friend recently, I feel like a grandma trying to email her grandchild, but she can't remember her Gmail password. Okay. Like, it's right there. The, the kid is there. Yeah. They have the account set up. Yeah. I have my computer and my whoever helped me turn the computer on and I have the message ready. Yeah. And I, I just have this dumb block yeah. that's keeping me away. I think a lot of us have that dumb block. Do you have an AOL account? <laughs> <laughs> MSN or go home. Yeah. Hotmail. Uh, yeah, I'll go home. Bring, 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 bring,